Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. Email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book website to recoveryradiokmp3.com and to get the books go to sarcasticbigbook.com and as always I am so glad you're here with me I don't know what you're doing maybe your day's just getting started maybe it's just coming to an end maybe you're somewhere right in the middle of it maybe you're riding a bike maybe you're at the gym I don't know maybe you're all cozy curled up by a fire. I don't know what the hell you're doing. But here we are, you and me, and I am glad for that. And I am grateful I have no desire to drink today. It's one of those days where the coffee is particularly good. I don't know why. Do the exact same thing seven days a week. The coffee... But today, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's particularly delicious, delicious today. Would you believe I'm still sick? It's uh, just a flu, but it's been pretty gnarly. And um, I think it's the best mood I've ever been in while I have, while I've been sick. Just so. It's, a, it's an amazing problem to have. All the problems that there could be. The fact that I have the flu. Kind of incredible. If you haven't already, go to sarcasticbigbook.com or go to Amazon and get your friends and loved ones some literature that will make them laugh this holiday there's the sarcastic big book there's the second edition of that book there's sarcastic daily meditations and more sarcastic daily meditations and the first two columns of four step just basically useless affirmations and um it's funny that the 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 worst selling of them all is more sarcastic daily meditations, which is my favorite of them all. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I love that one. That one makes me laugh pretty hard, even though I wrote it. I don't know what that says about me. I want to um, read something from 
Emmett Fox from around the year with Emmett Fox from December uh, 16th. I just want to read a little thing and talk about it. It says on December 16th, the topic is make it work. All you have of truth is what you understand of it. And what you understand of it, you always demonstrate. I mean, that, you could just stop right there and talk about that, but I'll read it again. All you have of truth is what you understand of it. And what you understand, you always demonstrate. It naturally follows from this that the only way to improve yourself and your conditions is to gain an increase in understanding. And the only way to gain an increase in understanding is to make practical use of the truth you already know. Knowledge that you cannot actually use is only intellectual knowledge and is barren. And even that fades out in time through lack of use. You will never demonstrate or progress on mere theories that you have not put to the test. You will never demonstrate or grow spiritually on what is in a textbook or a lecture until you have begun to put such knowledge into practice. It is far better to have a thimble full of spiritual knowledge and use it than a whole mountain of correct spiritual doctrine, most of which you have never made work. So to tie this into my experience in Alcoholics Anonymous. I remember I'll open up the big book here. You can go here with me if you'd like to a little page called Why Do You Hound Me Relentlessly? Give me a second. I'll find it. Don't yell. Little page called 67. Talking about how we master resentments. I can talk about this all day. And I can read about this all day. But I'm going to share with you about the first time I applied this and demonstrated this. And what it started to do to my life. Changed my whole life. 30 years ago. Changed it. Before I did what I'm about to share, most of what I was learning in AA and talking about in AA was just intellectual stuff. I wasn't practicing it. I wasn't demonstrating it. Because I didn't really understand it. And it wasn't helping. (laughs) 
So page 67, they're talking about mastering resentments. How do we master resentments? How do we have the upper hand over these things we're going to get for the rest of our lives to some degree called resentments? How do we have a tool that works to overcome these and have us be in charge of them and not the other way around? This is how. Actually, I'll start on the bottom of 66. This is our course. We realized that the people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick. Just like me. Just like us. No different. They have fears. Other people have fears. And insecurities. And self-centeredness. And self-seeking. And other people have all this stuff. The same stuff. But I do. Though we did not like their symptoms in the way these disturbed us, they, like ourselves, were sick too. We asked God to help us. Show them. We asked God to help us demonstrate to them. The same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully, without even asking about it, grant a sick friend when a person offended. We said to ourselves, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful? God, save me from being angry. Thy will be done. We avoid retaliation or argument. We wouldn't treat sick people that way. If we do retaliate or argue, we destroy our chance of being helpful. So, bunch of words. your words so I was working somewhere and I think I shared about this a long time ago um, on here I was a cashier and this woman came in and she was she was bitch so I was a dick. She, she's, she was a bigger bitch. So I was a bigger asshole. And it escalated and escalated and escalated. Because that was how I was back then. I was nice if you were nice. If you weren't, then I wasn't. <laughs> and it escalated to the point where I fake hung myself on a cross. And she stormed out. And I had pretty recently just had this stuff explained to me. And I didn't really understand it the way I understand it now. Because I'd never applied it. And so I had never experienced it. And since I never experienced it, I didn't really get it. But my heart was unthought enough and I was trying hard enough to be willing to get this woman's check with which she paid, go outside to a payphone 
payphones were things that were around in like the 1700s when I was getting sober. There were payphones and there were horses and there were buggies and stuff. And I went to the payphone and I called her with the things I just read in mind. I just knew at that point that I just needed, I owed her an amends. I needed to call her because I definitely knew it was not okay to fake hang myself on a cross and be a complete asshole to somebody. And I called her and I said, I'm calling from this place. You were just here. And she said, yeah, I know. That was how she said it. Yeah, I know. And when she said that, I kind of made real some of her experience. In that moment, it occurred to me that she had left there, gotten her car, driven home, and clearly from talking to her, the whole way home, she was likely upset. She was definitely still upset when I talked to her. I had had this bad effect on this person's day. Back to what it says in the book. This is our course. We realized that people who wronged us were perhaps spiritually sick, that we did not like their symptoms. I didn't like the fact that she was being awful to me. Though I didn't like their symptoms, they, like ourselves, were sick too. We asked God to help us show them the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. So I just said, I just want you to know that I'm sorry. I have no right to talk to you that way. I do not expect you to forgive me. If you do, that would be great. If you don't, I understand. But I want you to know, minimally, I do not represent my boss or this company. And I do know in my heart of hearts that I was wrong. And she was quiet. Back to what the book says. We avoid retaliation or argument. If we do that, we destroy our chance of being helpful. Well, I am at this point, 19. It's all brand new. I never applied any of this. I don't know what I'm doing. And this pause ends and she says, she, she sighs. She says, I'm sorry too. She said, I've had the hardest day. And it was the first time in my sobriety that I felt my higher power. That I felt God. It was the first time. I'd been to meetings, I'd prayed, I'd meditated, but that was the first time I really felt God in my sobriety through the application of a spiritual principle, which was very powerful. So it was kind of like a little tiny thing that I had learned. To me at the time, I had like a just, I didn't really grasp it. 
any of that stuff I read. But when I started to demonstrate, when I started to apply it, when I applied it, it changed me. It really changed me. I have a lot of stories like that, even much more extreme since then. I mean, too many to count. It changed my life. But it wasn't about reading or talking to my sponsor. It wasn't about beating myself up or talking about how uncomfortable she made me. It was about demonstrating spiritual principles. We'll read this Emmett Fox again. Keeping all of that in mind. <laughs> okay. Here it is. All you have of truth is what you understand of it. What you understand, you always demonstrate naturally follows from this that the only way to improve you, yourself and your conditions is to gain an increase of understanding. And the only way to gain an increase of understanding is to make practical use of the truth you already know. Knowledge that you do not actually use is only intellectual knowledge and it's barren. And even that fades out in time through lack of use. You will never demonstrate or progress on mere theories that you have not put to the test. You will never demonstrate or grow spiritually on what is in a textbook or a lecture until you have begun to put such knowledge into practice. It is far better to have a thimble full of spiritual knowledge and use it than to have a whole mountain of spiritual doctrine, most of which you never make work. Well, if you haven't already checked it out, I am on the latest episode of the podcast Greater Than Yourself. You can go on Instagram, podcast Greater Than Yourself, and I am on there talking about the message of Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, I'll give a shout out to them and um, give a shout out to Chelsea. Give a shout out to Dave. And Lucy, happy birthday, Lucy. And um, if anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything's okay. What an amazing day. I am doing like a pirate series, a sober magazine called Sobar. Like a R, like a pirate says R. I'm not going to try and be. I'm out of here. 
I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that's worth saving. I hope